Well, this morning on our celebration Sunday morning, we're celebrating the life that God has given to this congregation. We're celebrating what God has done and is doing here at Ivan Rest Church. And we're celebrating that God has moved over the past year. God has done so much through many of you. God's done great things, and, and, and with our forgetfulness, we talked about that last week if you're here, how easy we forget, right? With our forgetfulness, we, we sometimes find it hard to remember all that God has done over the last year. Twelve months is a long time to try and remember. So let me refresh your memory of some of the things God has been doing. Over the past year, here at Ivan Rest Church, we've hosted Family Promise guests for four weeks, including the first ever two-week-long stay that Family Promise has never done before. So those four weeks include 28 overnights, 32 large group meals that were prepared and shared with our guests and volunteers. In anticipation of those four weeks, we collected 77 pillows to give to our guests as they stayed here. We remodeled one mobile home so that one more family can have affordable housing. Pretty cool. Over the past year, we went downtown to serve dinner at Degage to serve the homeless 10 times, 10 Sunday evenings. Over the past year, many of you served behind the scenes in unofficial type of ministries, right? You raked leaves, you, you plowed driveways, you painted rooms, you mowed lawns, you sent notes of encouragement, you prayed, you made dinners and snuck them into the freezer when no one was looking. You sent checks and gave financial gifts. You did things that nobody knows about except for you. Over this past year, we hosted and led both a fall and winter session of Alpha with people coming here to Ivan Rest Church on Thursday nights asking great questions about who God is and who Jesus is. You know, many of you may not realize it, but church happens here on Thursday nights at Ivan Rest. Right? And, and those nights included 20 more large group meals for our guests and volunteers. You probably also don't know that on the Saturday before Easter, remember that was the day we had the Easter egg hunt when it was so cold we came into the West Wing and we, and we did the Easter egg hunt indoors. Well, that afternoon, West Wing was busy again because that afternoon, Saturday before Easter, the Albanian church plant that we helped to support, they couldn't be in their building for Easter weekend. And so the Saturday before Easter, they came and they had their Easter celebration in the West Wing. So that Saturday afternoon, 35 people gathered, five brand new believers who are just coming to know who Jesus Christ is. And they worshiped here with a worship that's totally different than ours, different culture, different songs. They were dancing, they were celebrating. We got to host that. What a cool thing. Over the past 12 months, children here at Ivan Rest Church, young people here at Ivan Rest Church, they built relationships. They experienced the love of God through many of you. They learned a lot about the truths of faith. Some stood right up here and made their professions of faith. On Tuesday mornings, Tuesday mornings throughout the year, if you were to come on Tuesday mornings, you'd meet 40 preschoolers and whoever they brought along with them those mornings, whether it's mom or dad or grandpa or grandma, and they sang and they danced and then they, they stuck around and they, they built community together. We went through more fruit snacks and crackers, refilling those kids afterwards. Wonderful Tuesday mornings with music in motion. My guess is you remember, if you think back over the past year, you remember the the highlight worship services, right? You remember probably Easter and Christmas, maybe the Christmas candlelight service. Maybe you remember the Thanksgiving Day service. 
But we've been here every Sunday morning, except for the one we were snowed out. So 51 Sundays, right? Where many of you came and you used your gifts. You, you played the guitar. You played the piano. You, you played your instrument. You, you worship led. You sang. You, you ran sound and media. You shared your artistic abilities. A, a year full of worship. We held babies in the nursery. We taught them in iClub. It's our way of partnering with the parents in this congregation with the baptism promises we make to help raise those children. You holding that baby in the nursery, you teaching that iClub class, that's part of fulfilling that promise. Throughout the week, sometimes really early in the morning, earlier than I prefer, you were leading Bible studies here. You are coming to Bible studies here. Life groups met in people's homes and here at church all throughout the years. We shared life together. We shared the deeper things of life and our spiritual lives together. Over the past year, we sent a team to Nicaragua. We sent another team to Colorado where they experienced God in a whole different way. We cared for each other over this year through all the challenges of life, challenges of disease, the sorrow of pain and death, through the brokenheartedness of disappointment and pain. We shared tears together in hospital rooms and funeral homes and, and over coffee together. We cared for each other. We celebrated with each other the joys and blessings of, of births and baptism and graduations and, and marriages. Did you know that we, over the year, we opened our door to three different AA groups who meet here every week. Rain, shine, snow, nonstop. Some of you bake cookies for them so that they know that they are, that we're thrilled that they're our guests. Over the past year, on staff, we transitioned Sherry to be director of administration instead of director of worship. In fact, this, this morning's worship is the last service that she planned. So uh, we're thankful for six years that Sherry has planned worship for us. And we're about to welcome Matt as our new worship director. Sadly, we said goodbye to Justin over the past year. And hopefully, very soon, we'll be able to announce the hiring of a new student minister here. There's so many things that God has done over this past year. I could keep on listing. It's worth celebrating so many of the things that God has done through you, through me. Some of you here this morning, you listened to that list, and you felt kind of good, didn't you? Hopefully a holy kind of pride to say, yes, God's used me. I'm so glad that he used me. I'm humbled that he used me. Others of you this morning listened to that list and you couldn't place yourself anywhere. And maybe you realized that you've been sitting off on the sidelines. You're only watching God work here at Ivan Rest Church. This morning, we all need to know that God has designs and plans that include every single one of us here in accomplishing his work. The Holy Spirit of God, who's alive and moving in our world and in our church and in our hearts today, has moved in every single person, including me and including you, and has given every single one of us a spiritual gift to be used for his purpose, to be used in his kingdom plans. And for, for some of us to choose not to use those gifts or to choose not to use them to their fullest of their potential, that's a tragic denial of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
That's a waste of the opportunities that God has given you. It's a tragic loss for you of the joy that comes from being used by God. Of the joy that comes from seeing God's kingdom come a little bit through you. Of the joy that comes from hearing God say to you, as I hope many of you who served heard him say, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been given a unique gift from God through his Holy Spirit, and there is no one like you. There is no one in this world, let alone this room, who has the same gift mix as you, who shares your same passions, who has your personality, and God has called you. In fact, take out your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. I think it's on page 931 in the Bibles you have in front of you. Because here in this chapter, we learn more about those gifts that the Spirit has given. The gifts that He's given to you. And in verse 1, Paul tells us that, that this is something we must understand. This is not optional. Right in verse 1, he says now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. Other ver- versions say, I don't want you to be ignorant. God says, you can't be ignorant. You can't claim ignorance on this. This is too important. God wants you specifically to know about spiritual gifts. So this is what Paul says about them, verses 4 through 11. He says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working... But in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in all different kinds of tongues. And still, to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same Spirit. And He distributes them to each one just as He determines. So Paul wants you to know, God wants you to know, first of all, the unity that we share. The same Spirit. There is one Holy Spirit running through every single one of us who binds us together as the family of God. But from this great unity, from the the unity of the Spirit, there is great diversity because this Spirit of God gives all kinds of different gifts. He designs them to fit each one of us specifically and uniquely. Each of you, the person sitting around, everybody sitting around you has different kinds of gifts, different kinds of service, different kinds of passions. We are all unique. And that means that every one of us needs to start by identifying our unique gift. You need to look at yourself. Who has God made and called you to be? How is it that God has created and designed and wired you specifically? What ability do you have? What passion burns in your heart? 
What is it that brings you great joy and fulfillment that fills you up when you do it? Do you know what your spiritual gift or your spiritual gifts are? If you don't have an answer to that question, then that's where you start. Whether through an through a online questionnaire, and there's many good ones out there, you search for a spiritual gifts test and you'll find great ones. Or, or whether it's taking the time to honestly self-reflect and have a conversation with God to look at, at who you are and how he's wired you. Or maybe it's sitting down with someone who, who knows you well and you trust and say, I, I, don't, I don't know what my gifts are. I don't even believe I have any. Can you speak truth into my life? And let them speak to you about the gifts that they see in you. You need to begin by, by knowing what your gift is. And once you know your gift, then you need to begin to use it. One question begets the next. Are you using your gift? Because God makes it very clear in this passage that we just read. That he doesn't give us our gifts just to serve ourselves. He doesn't give us our abilities and our passions and our personalities just to, to increase our wealth or improve our careers. No. He's designed us to make a difference in his kingdom for the cause of righteousness and justice. Right? Paul writes that in verse 7. He says, To each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good for the common good don't miss that God hasn't given these spiritual gifts to you God has given these spiritual gifts to this community through you in fact Peter makes that even more clear right? in 1 Peter 1 verse 4 he writes this he says each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do it with the strength that God provides. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. To him. Don't miss that first line. Each one should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. We share them all together. These gifts are not ours alone. They're gifts to this community. Too often, I know I'm guilty, too often we, we turn our giftedness into a way to serve ourselves, don't we? We use the abilities God has given us for our own purposes. To get a better job, to advance my career, to earn a bigger paycheck, to move up the, the social ladder, to win friends. We serve ourselves first, our own needs, our own wants, our own successes. That's not what God has gifted us for. Every ability, every skill, every gift is from God for the purpose of serving God by serving others. We teach so that others might grow. We earn so that others might be provided for. We pray so that others might experience God's blessing. We lead so that others might boldly walk in God's design. Our gifts are for each other and for this world. 
Wait, let me let me show you how this works a little bit. I've got a gift to give to somebody here this morning. Somebody who's brave enough who maybe likes candy a little bit. Is there anybody here who likes candy? Would like a gift? Are you interested in some candy this morning or not? Not so much? Nobody wants candy? Good. Come on up. Either one. Both of you can come up if you wish. I've got, I've got enough here for both of you, I think. So I would like you to go ahead and open that. One of you. I don't care which one. To open that up for me. And see what's in there for me. Awesome. What do you got? A whole bunch of Starburst. Hopefully enough. That, I think there's enough for both of you in there. I'm going to give these to you. I'll give you a handful. Can you give you a handful? But I'll give you even more. Your handful needs to be filled. Okay, here's the deal. Those are yours. But what I want you to do, I want you to take, each of you take two of them and find somebody else here who maybe wants a Starburst and give one to somebody else. Anybody around here want a Starburst? Go ahead. You need to go find somebody who wants a Starburst and give them a Starburst, whether they want it or not. Not bad. That was easy. Can you find two more? It pays to sit in the front. Right there. Yeah, he could use it. They don't need to be kids. Adults like Starburst too. There you go. Awesome. Now, did you know? You guys may keep that. Take it to your seat. You don't even have to share with your siblings if you don't want. You get the courage for the Starburst for coming on up. Did you notice what happened when you were giving them away? When you started giving those Starbursts away, you started smiling. Both of you did. You were a little nervous up here at the start. When you started giving them away, you smiled. And when you gave them away, the people who you gave them to, they smiled too because you were giving them a gift. And I would guess that when you were giving them away and being generous that way, God was smiling. And you still went home with a lot of candy, didn't you? You still had a handful of candy. Good things still came. That's how it works with our spiritual gifts, people. That's how it works when you have been given a gift from God and he gives you so much more than a handful of starbursts. He gives you wonderful gifts to give. And he says, they're yours, I'm giving you the gift, but I'd like you to share them. And when we share that gift for his purposes and his plans, God smiles. He smiles seeing his children give them away. And other people smile. And you smile because God is blessed, others are blessed, and you are blessed when you see the gifts that God has given you and you give them away. That's how it works. Ask yourself, are others being blessed? Am I being blessed? Is God being blessed? If not, then it's time to start giving your gift away. It's a wonderful experience. So how do you do that? How, how do we, let's make it real practical this morning because you could go away with this nebulous thought and say, yep, great idea, but you don't know exactly what to do. What's the next step? How do we make this work? I'm going to give you four briefly, four very simple but maybe life-defining instructions for all of us when it comes to our spiritual gifts. What can you do? What should you do? First of all, like any other gift, start by accepting your spiritual gift. It was a lot harder for me to give away that candy than I anticipated. Nobody put their hand up to want to accept it. Maybe a little nervous, a little scared. Is Tony going to play a trick on me? Is he going to make me do something? 
We sometimes do that with God too. I'm a little scared to accept this gift. Right? It sounds like it'd be a given. Accept a gift from God, of course, but it's not. Too many of us don't accept the gift that God gives us. Or maybe we take it and we put it on a shelf and we don't open it. Maybe, maybe some of us have this false sense of humility. We think we're being especially holy when we say, I'm not good enough. I don't have any gifts. God certainly couldn't use me. That's not healthy humility. That's denial. That's taking the gift that God has given and throwing it away. Others of us maybe don't accept it because we don't really want it. Because if I accept this gift, then maybe there's a responsibility that comes with it. Then maybe I need to give some of it away. Maybe we're just spiritually lazy. We don't want to do God's work. So it sounds like a given, but it's not. God has a gift for every single one of us. That's a profound honor. And you need to, first of all, recognize that and accept it. Accept the spiritual gift God has given you. Claim it as your own and say, yes, this is who God made me to be. This is what he's given me. And then celebrate that gift. Celebrate how God has designed you. Celebrate who God made you to be. Right? Remember in that passage, God has given us all different kinds of gifts. Different, different abilities, different personalities, because he has a different purpose and a place for every single one of us. And that makes every single one of us priceless in God's plan and God's design. No one else in this church, no one else in this world can fulfill the purpose that God has designed specifically for you like you can. Because no one else is gifted exactly like you. No one else has the same personality and passion and gifts exactly like you. So celebrate how God has gifted you. Too often, sometimes we, we get what, what I like to call gift envy. You know, spiritual gift envy, and it's discouraging. We look at somebody else's gift, we wish we had theirs. I wish I had that gift. And we think their gifts are better than ours. Maybe their gift is more noticeable. Maybe their gift is more honored in the community. It gets more accolades and, and applause. Maybe it's more visible in that way. And we think that since, since I don't have that gift, since I'm not as good at it as that person, I, I'm not worthwhile to do anything. That's the danger of gift envy. Don't be envious of someone else's gift. Be proud of yours and celebrate yours. On the other side of that coin, sometimes we have gift projection, and we project our spiritual gifts on everybody else. We think everybody should be gifted just like us, and everybody should share the same passions about the same things that we are passionate about. And we fail to celebrate the diversity of the gifts that God has given us. So remember that all of us are uniquely gifted by God. Your gifts are designed specifically by Him. Celebrate who He made you to be, who He gifted you to be, and who He created you to be. Thirdly, once you've accepted that gift, once you've celebrated that gift, owned it for yourself, develop that gift. Develop it to its fullest. Because there, are, there is usually some assembly required 
when it comes to the gifts that God gives us. Like that perfect birthday present that has some assembly required, and you got to do the work of putting it together before it's useful or fun. It's the same way with spiritual gifts in many ways. Our spiritual gifts don't come fully assembled. So once you know your gift, ask yourself, what does it take to, to grow that gift even better, to make it stronger, to make it more useful in God's kingdom? So take a class. Read a book. See somebody else who has that gift and sit down with them over coffee and say, tell me how to do this better. Practice. Start small and build it up bigger. What is it going to take for you to, to hone that gift to be who God has asked you to be? And finally, after you've accepted that gift and celebrated that gift and developed that gift, don't forget to give it away. Give it away in God's name and for His purposes. Because our gifts weren't given for us to hoard. They were given so that we might give them away to the people that God loves so dearly, to this world that desperately needs them. And so this morning... On our celebration Sunday, we celebrate all of you, all of us who have, who have given our gifts away and let God use them over the past year. Thank you. On God's behalf, hear the words, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. And we also invite everyone else for the coming year to join us so that a year from now if you're one who early on said yeah I'm the one sitting on the sideline join us so that a year from now when we do this again you're included as well a year from now you have discovered how God has gifted you and you've used that gift to serve God by serving others